calling the dogs with Chancey and Chi. And man, damn, that was a good time. <laughs> what a day. What a day. Can't, can't complain about it. Got the dub. Drank some beer. Hung out with all our friends. Hey, we good. even got to hang out. I know, I know. It was great, and it was. Uh, and, and props to uh, the Briner crew. Y'all put on a heck of a tailgate, man. There was a there was a big crowd. I think it was probably the biggest thing we've done. Well, a lot of that is also because uh, give a shout out to Doug and Clark. They uh, they both brought a crew and brought a couple of kegs. I don't know if all the beer got drank, but uh, I'm sure everybody tried. I know I had a few. Yeah, yeah, we all had to contribute, uh, but yeah, it was an awesome time. Uh, obviously, just an incredible weekend across the board. Uh, if you're a dog, then uh, Saturday had everything you wanted, everything you could ever dream of. <laughs> obviously, there was a lot of folks that were that came into town uh, just to see that it wasn't, or just to, just to be a part of the day. Uh, a ton of folks didn't didn't get into the game, and um, and it was just the perfect atmosphere and i really felt like it was generally pretty easy to navigate town and i felt like everybody was real good about it nothing felt crazy i mean we got to hang out on friday night and um felt like we got around pretty good we didn't have to wait long to eat everything was great and so i mean it was i just had a marvelous time it was yeah, great <laughs> it was a hell of a weekend i i actually i thought the same thing too it was weird because i mean obviously there was definitely still a crowd and more so on saturday but I, was, I wasn't expecting. We went to Marker 7, and we just pretty much sat right down. A lot of that is because y'all got there a, a little bit earlier than us, but it wasn't like there was a line out the door or anything. Yeah. And then we were able to go have a good time in the Five Points area. I mean, obviously, that's we're, we're, we're hanging out with the older crowd over there in Five Points. That's how you know uh, you know what we're doing these days. We're not – I don't – I mean, did we go downtown at all? I, I, I don't think – we didn't. That's no, for sure. I didn't, I didn't either, so – but uh, but it was it was an awesome time, man, and and, and just a good a good positive atmosphere. Obviously, uh, Notre Dame folks um, were, were good people. We actually had at the Bull, at Bulldog Park. We had <laughs> we got there at like five <clears throat> on Friday after Friday evening, and then we went and hung out with y'all, and then we got back whatever time it was, like ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and there was a, a an RV that had or a camper that had pulled up into one of the spots and a group had a group of like seven or eight Notre Dame fans got out of this one camper and I guess had driven from I, I never talked to them because I didn't care to talk to them but they drove all the way from um somewhere far away and um they just they parked their RV wrong. It was all it, it was terrible. Nobody they couldn't they couldn't they, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. A bunch of Midwesterners. <laughs> Actually, there's no telling, man. All these Notre Dame fans. You if you ask one, they're like, yeah, I'm from California. I'm from Denver. I'm from. They're all from all over the place. They yeah. come from everywhere. Yeah. Um, and they, 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 had, they had a good showing. Yeah, there was a decent decent crowd there. I didn't. I mean, you know, whenever we went started walking towards the stadium we stopped at the Aikens tailgate and hung out uh there for a little while and then you know I mean we fought the crowd getting in for a second but it really was like okay this is kind of same old same old you know standard operating procedure on a Georgia uh you know Saturday in the fall so it was um I you know I really never had a point where I was like okay I'm fed up with this whole thing got out of the stadium just fine now that wasn't everybody uh, we talked to our buddy Tyler, and Tyler was going inch and inch by inch. We were up at the car before they even walked out of the stadium. So I was I was with him. I, like yeah. we were actually like five rows. We actually walked out of the stadium together. Um, mm. You just kind of had to sit there for a while. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, just an awesome day, kind of leading up to the game, uh, and obviously a lot of hype around this game. Obviously, we had game day, uh, and game day was packed. Game day was mm. packed early. I mean, they fill up filled up Myers quad it was a pretty cool pretty cool environment um there and it was fun uh getting to watch that and not having to be there uh and yeah. and, and see that happen and um and I guess if we're going to be on that man the hype train was was riding us hard yeah <laughs> on no game doubt. day holy crap that was unbelievable I mean it was just it, it was yeah, I, I just—I I never seen anything quite like it. Um, but man, they were—they were riding us hard, and, uh, and and all eyes were on us. So, good lord. Yeah, and uh, we were too. Uh, and well, I'll get to—I'll get to that. I don't, you know, 
here's the deal. I'm never going to apologize for saying the dogs are going to beat the crap out of somebody, but it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things that sometimes you got to temper your expectations for a little bit. But that didn't take away from, for some people, that takes away from the enjoyment of this kind of win. But for me, I was like, you know, once I, once I figured out that we were actually in a dog fight, I mean, no pun intended, um, I really did not, you know, I was enjoying the fact that, the, that we won regardless of the, you know, out, or regardless of how, by how much we won by. So I was really, you know, I was really just pleased to come out of there with a W. You know, whenever you get a W and, you know, Unless you go into a place like Tennessee where they decide to tear all our ACLs and everything like that. As long as you come out pretty much unscathed, um, I'm pretty happy with it. And, you know, if you get to hang out and drink beer and tailgate and maybe play golf that weekend, it's uh, that's just a hell of a weekend. The whole thing was just great. It no, was just fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Weather was, was nice. It was like I had to put a sweatshirt on. When I woke up, when I woke up Saturday morning, I mean, it was it was chilly. It was what like time did y'all get? When did y'all get going on Saturday? Well, I got up, I got up at like seven, yeah. <laughs> and so I was kind of I was kind of up and well, I woke up first at five thirty, but then I just kind of laid there for a while, and uh, and but then got up, we got up and got going. So had a few cups of coffee, get the get the blood flowing, and then uh, then transitioned to beer, and then we yeah. were in good shape. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I don't need to know what time you woke up. I mean, God. <laughs> we went. Uh, no, we we got set up. We were out on Millage at about eight o'clock, and um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was it was a little chilly. Felt good. I mean, I I'm always I'm always a little hot natured, and I was like, okay, I I might need to put a little fleece on. But uh, it was um you couldn't ask for better weather. You couldn't ask for a better. The only thing is, is like, man, you get about two, at about two o'clock in the afternoon. I was like damn this is a marathon this whole thing and i mean i wasn't i was having a good old time but it was still i mean it was a long time to wait to go actually play the game but i enjoyed the whole i mean hell i enjoyed the whole thing yeah well uh then transitioning from a day of 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 fun and happiness and then getting into the stadium um (laughs) it was it there there was a ton of folks uh obviously um i've never seen the stadium <clears throat> i've never seen the stadium that packed uh there was not a seat open um i guess probably back i mean there have been a few home games but it just felt and, and nobody left the whole time i mean that stadium was full from kickoff till that clock hit zero zero um yep. it was it was full the whole time and it was just it was so fun to see man that atmosphere was electric and you could tell that um, all the, the 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 groundskeepers, I mean, everything was pristine. Um, the obviously the I don't know who you call them, but the the people that do the the lights and the music and the sound and uh, all the audio and visual folks teams. Um, literally during the game, I'm watching that. I'm watching the literally the light show, and I'm thinking about back when we were in school and we were so pissed. Like when we couldn't even hear the damn song, you didn't know what the song was because it was so quiet, and it yeah. was just like, man, I, I'm here, I'm here to get wild. Like I want to get, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get pissed <laughs> off, and I need me some music. Yeah. And and then, and then, and then on Saturday, uh, and it's been better the last couple of years for sure, but the the way they they did all that. I mean, obviously the lights, and, and we were talking about it before. There's they no had telling a DJ that. too. Yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was awesome. Um, I, I don't know what your takes were on the on the whole, the, the whole presentation of it. Well, I so the funny thing is, back when we were in college, I think they've replaced the speakers like tw- two or three times since then, and so they finally have some that can reach up to the third level. Um, I, I I agree. I think everybody was kind of in sync. You know, they even had the people. I think they took this from Notre Dame's playbook, but you know, we didn't. Um, we didn't go to Notre Dame last year or two years ago, but apparently they had people that were kind of the, you know, welcoming people that were like, they had funny hats on and all this stuff. We literally just copied that and were like, and set these people out to like welcome people into the stadium or towards the stadium, help out in however way they could. And I was like, I'm, I don't know if I've ever seen that before, but <laughs> anyway, we'll make Notre Dame think that we do that every time. Uh, so I, you know, everybody was was kind of playing their part. All the bells and whistles, even the newest 
bells and whistles, uh, aka the, the the lights were awesome. Um, quick story from my part. I already told you this before we started, but my brother and I were right before the fourth quarter started. We knew that the light show or whenever it was, there was a there was a time whenever the light show was about that start, and we knew it was about to start. And I guess it was at the beginning of the fourth quarter, but. Uh, we were both sitting there and like, man, we both got to run to the porta potty for a second, but we know these damn lights are coming on, <laughs> and, and, and we just both looked at each other and said, "It's better to miss the lights than the football." And sure enough, like I was stepping into the porta potty whenever damn lights. All of a sudden, I hear everybody losing their damn lines. So uh, red lights. I got to see them through one of the corridors, and then right when we walked back out, it was <laughs> they they had just turned them off. <laughs> so <laughs> so. We well, missed the that whole thing. Well, for someone that was there, it was awesome. Uh, it was just, it was kind of like, for me, I knew I knew it was coming at some point, and I guess I had just gotten so into the game, I had forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. And then like the lights went down, and then it just, and it just, it almost, it was almost dark for like a split second before the, I guess because it was so bright, and then it went down, and into that red that level. Um, yeah. It. It was awesome. Uh, it was exciting. The fans were in it. I mean, in my section, I, like where I'm at, there's a there's a good bit of older folks, and um, and we stood the whole game. We stood every play. We stood the whole game. I mean, everybody the everybody was into it. The um, the just the whole the whole atmosphere. The way like everything was timed well. I mean, I felt like the band played the right times. The it, it was just. Everybody. The only, the only thing that I thought was off was there was times where there was a break in. So the the refs, I swear to goodness, and I will get more into the nitty gritty of the football here, but I feel like the refs, there was always a stoppage of time whenever we least needed it. And obviously, a lot of that had to do with how Notre Dame was was timing their timeouts and faking injuries and things like that. But I swear, as any time we got a little bit of momentum, we would be gashing them for run plays. There would be a stoppage for some some stupid reason, some ridiculous penalty, something along those lines, and you know it would like you you if you feel the intensity just kind of leave the stadium for a second, and that's when you got to start pumping in the music. I mean, because we did a really good job, um, you know, and a lot of times, you know, whenever it was a, a, a timeout, sometimes or some like some along or definitely pregame, we played a lot of, of, of good rap music. I mean, that's what. That's what you got to do. I mean, that's how you get everybody ready. And there were several times where we just we lost our momentum, and I was like, if you just kept playing the music or played it like between those plays, you would keep the crowd in it. Everybody would stay intense, and it would help us out. So, um, especially you know on the defensive side, the more sound, the better. The more noise, the better. So, I just that that was the only thing. That was my only complaint about you know the operations. I mean, otherwise, can't, I mean you can't think of a better environment for these kids especially you know the kids that are playing are one thing but the kids that we had sitting in the stands watching the game thinking about whether or not they want to be a georgia bulldog was huge all sixty-three thousand so, of those kids yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we had the, the list just kept on going and going uh and i'm and that's that's what's so important about that atmosphere i mean obviously you want to have the fans the fans affected that game there's no oh, doubt God. about it absolutely we, we had a large effect on that game, but you also want to make sure that everybody that comes to that to that stadium and thinks, okay, should I come play for Kirby Smart? They're like, man, I tell you one thing: the game day atmosphere is not going to be the thing that keeps me from coming here. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, and obviously the product on the field was really good. So uh, you can look at it a bunch of different ways, but all in all, as long as you get those boys hyped about hyped about playing there, that's that's the number one goal in recruiting. So. Well, they, um, uh, they definitely did that. Yeah, I'd say they did. I'd say they did. Um, is there anything else from the uh, from the lead up, or should we just jump into this thing? Let's get to the uh, let's get to the good stuff. Ah, oh, man, you want you want to go first? I, well, I I can go first. Uh, well, I think, and, and this kind How of how about was, this? You give me give me some of your biggest takeaways from the game. How about well, my, my first thing is is that we and we kind of talked about it a minute ago. The hype train was real. I mean, yeah. it was a we. Everybody was high on us. Was high on our supply. And I mean, we like I said, we've put on a good show these first three games. I mean, we've obviously have not had to play anybody. But it's like, 
and, and everybody, and like I said, everybody's always kind of talked about Notre Dame as they don't show up for the big games, they don't, they don't play well in them, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you could tell those boys had had enough of that crap. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and this was a top ten matchup. I mean, this was a, a regular season top ten matchup with two teams that um, have a lot to prove. And so I think the biggest thing that stood out to me is like, obviously we were amped and we were hyped and we felt good about our guys. But I mean, I think a lot of the issues that we talked about, like our offensive line, I don't think you can put the label of best offensive line in the country on our offensive line, our secondary, all the injuries piled up. Um, we, our special teams, if anything, just punting the ball and catching punts. We got to do something. Uh, I mean, we, we're a lot of a lot of areas that um, that we didn't we didn't show where we didn't the, the hype did not live up or we didn't live up to the hype in those particular mm-hmm. areas. Um, and, and, and it's like I said, it's areas that we've talked about, like we need to prove ourselves and, and we had to prove ourselves. And and obviously a lot of that progressed over the course of the game, but, um, I felt like we finally got punched in the mouth and I felt like we finally had, like I said, it was a fight. It was a fight from start to finish and getting in fights like that, that's becoming a specialty of ours and, and being able to play in those kinds of games. Um, to, to be at that elite level, you've got to be able to last through a fight because you're going to get punched in the mouth. You're going to have a drop. You're going to have a fumbled punt inside the 20. You're going to have those kinds of plays, those short field situations, those um, missed opportunities, and you've got to be able to bounce back from that. And that's what we did. I mean, we found ourselves behind early, and, um, and, and we fought for it. Um, I thought a lot of guys – stood up and said, I'm going to play big on a big stage, guys that we hadn't really talked about yet. And yeah. um, and I, that, that was exciting to see. But then – and then kind of my – and then, like I said, we can get into the, the little little bit, uh, the, the details of it. But um, <clears throat> our depth uh, showed itself in that second half. And, I mean, when we started getting those 12, 13, 8, 9-yard runs – that's when you started to see, okay, the the game is changing. We're 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 catching our feet, and it was we're we're we were out there pushing at midfield the whole game, but we're slowly started pushing. We, we started moving them, and that offensive line started saying, okay, yeah, we are bigger, we are better than you. Um, and uh, and Jake Fromm was a was a, a fanatic uh, during that game. I mean, the guy played extremely well. Um, he, just, just he looked unbelievable. It was, it was so good. And like I said, everybody really across the board, nobody upset me with their play except Jake Camarda. I mean, besides, <laughs> <laughs> besides him, I mean, and um, and everyone else really played a good game. Um, and there's there's areas that we just got to work on. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, uh, this most of this game was. There were small things. First of all, you got to look at it this way too. I mean, not, of course. I mean, first of all, look at the stats. Okay, we limited them to. They were very one-dimensional. We limited them to what forty-five yards rushing. Ian Book, the, what I what we came out and trying to do to him was just contain and have a four-man rush. We didn't try to get a, super aggressive with our blitz pack and packages early on in the game. Um, and what we tried to do is we weren't I, – I, it was almost like we weren't putting Mark Webb in the right positions to cover those guys. I mean, 83 and 84, they played really well against oh, us. I mean, they were they were their, their entire team, them, them two and Ian Book, I'll be honest. I mean, the fact that – I don't even, I can't even remember the running back's name right now uh, speaks volumes about what we did to contain him. But we also kept we kept book in the pocket for the most part. I mean, he ran a couple times with without a lot of great success. He had a one play where, oh, golly, I thought Nakobe Dean was about to have his coming out party and lay this <laughs> and and get this guy on the ground and keep him from getting the first down on the third on the third down conversion. Um, but man, he missed he missed his foot by like probably half an inch. I mean, it was so close. But we contained book. Down now, don't get me wrong. I didn't give him any credit with the downfield passing game, and he he put it on the money time and time again. And he also had several plays where they did two things that, hey, they did two things that I said they would do for sure. 
They did the the passes down the seam, getting behind our linebackers in that soft zone, and then also they ran those those shallow crossing routes killed us. Mm-hmm. But we but we made adjustments. We sent more pressure in the second half, and we were able to see you know we were able to see basically our our defense mature in front of our eyes. But sorry, what I started I started getting on a tangent there. But what I wanted to start off saying is you got to look at it this way, man. We had Eric Stokes go down in the first quarter. We had him, DJ Daniel and whoever the hell was on the other side, Tyreek McGee, uh, Tyreek McGee holding down our corners, corners, and then Devon Wilson steps up. So that was a hell. Of, had the, I mean, number one had a hell of a game. Him, I mean, we 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 can talk about it a little bit later, but we had several guys that had standout games. But uh, you you just got to look at the fact that one of the re- biggest reasons why they were able to get it past our, our you know in a soft zone area was because we didn't have our elite talent. I mean, Eric Stokes could have shut down number eighty three, eighty four was breaking open on the halftime. We would see guys. I mean, I hate to say it, but Richie was out of position several times too, and Mark Webb Mark Webb was playing. I mean, he played lights out. He was all over the place. So. Man, you look at you sit back and you look at that. You look at some of the injuries that we had. Isaiah Wilson didn't start the game. Solomon Kinley got hurt in the se- well. He got hurt in the second half, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and we had guys go down, and we were still able to have that depth. And the talent is the difference there. You know, we had de- we've had depth before, but the talent drop off was been has been tremendous. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the biggest that's one of the biggest differences to me is that man we got guys that not only can come in and fill in that spot but they can come in and fill in and play really well. So I was happy to see that. So I don't even know how much I just covered there, but you start getting me going on defense. I don't even mention the offense hardly, but man, you start getting me going, I'm I'm ready to go. Well, the guy, I mean, we 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 defensively i mean we we they they picked on us they picked on our weaknesses i mean they obviously they knew what was our our, our weak points were and heck 84 i mean get it that guy every time the guy he is a big ass man and he he was he just he made plays um i don't even know how you say his name commit is it is that yeah it's Cole just commit commit i guess that's what it but Pretty he had cool first name yeah he yeah all right <laughs> Uh, he had nine nine catches for 108 yards. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a pretty solid day uh, for uh, for uh, one of your receivers, um, and, and obviously that touchdown. Um, they he, poor Tyreek. I mean, they just they picked on him the whole time, and, uh, and 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 obviously that's what they needed to do. I mean, that was their that was their whole their whole game plan. But um, we did the. We did the things that we I think we needed to on defense, and um, just to see those guys when it all kind of clicked, and, and we made those second half adjustments. We we made like I said, we made those adjustments. But the first half they were able to move the ball, um, and but I mean, we we contained them. I mean, heck, they're rushing. They had 21 yards uh, by Jones. Uh, what was his? Uh, he had nine carries. They just didn't even try to run the ball. Um, like it wasn't it wasn't gonna happen. I mean, well, they anytime they try to run. I mean, we we had a few tackles for loss. Um, I I don't think either team had a sack if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, no no team had a sack, but we had a few tackles for loss. But it was also like they just were getting one or two yards, and then they were just tr- thinking that okay, well we're, we're in a position where we're not gonna be able to run up the middle on these guys, which is I mean, which is what I expected to be the case. I mean, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt, although they didn't have a lot of stats in this game as far as making tackles and sacks and tackles for loss, they played really well stopping the run and pushing those linemen back in the center of the field. Um, so I was I was happy about what they were able to do and produce just that way. You know, you don't have to get a bunch of pressure as long as you kind of as long as you disrupt the play and the flow of how they are trying to do things. I mean, that's enough. I say you got you got to suffocate Ian, and I mean I felt like we yeah. we gave him at the beginning of the game like or he didn't have all day to throw, but he had time to get up in the pocket and make a and make make plays. Like you said, we weren't bringing different looks on pressure. We were dropping a lot of guys back. We were trying to trying to break up those passes and um, and cover those guys when when really we needed to we needed to try to disrupt Book um, and 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 make him think. About the guys that are coming after him, but he had time yeah. to he had time to make those plays, and uh, and show off his arm. But I mean, obviously he didn't didn't have a field day with us. But in a game like this, first downs are important. Moving the moving down the field is 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 crucial. Um, just having those 
because like, it wasn't a real, it wasn't a high scoring game, obviously. So um, any amount of offense you can get uh, really matters. Um, well, and, and kind of switching gears, <clears throat> what, how did you think uh, offensively? How how were, what were your uh, thoughts on how we called the game, the play call wise? We've we've had a lot of people, or you know, a lot of people have been talking on online and 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 on the in the media and everything is just talking about the conservative game plan and things like that. It just, I mean, I don't know what people expected of us to be honest with you because we always try to run the ball and we always try to do play action. We always try to throw to the sidelines. I just don't really understand why you know people think that we were trying to be more more conservative than usual. Now I will say this. There was a couple times where, you know, we were really stubborn with a run of the middle. I mean, we it, it opened up a lot in the second half. You're right. We started getting the graders back. Isaiah Wilson came. I don't know what's wrong with him exactly, but he said, <laughs> F it. Like, I'm, I'm coming back. And when he walked out on the field for our first uh, drive in the second half, I said, all right, well, that's how you know how much he wants it. And I loved, I loved it. I loved seeing him. And you know what? It was a completely different offensive line with him out there. Um, all in all, I mean, DeAndre Swift played his tail off. There were several times where, you know, our offensive line was swapping around so much. Um, I really think that when you when we had our bookends in there, Andrew Thomas and, and Isaiah, it was a completely different line. But before that, whenever we were swapping around and Cade was having to get in there, Ben was in there, um, and we had, uh, you know, Cade playing on the outside, it, was, it really was just, it was just a different story. We were not bullying guys like we thought we would now what we did really well at the beginning and didn't really attack a whole lot later is you know something that i was talking about in the the preview was you know we got several plays where we guys i mean we when we had guys out on the perimeter we outrun them we, we really did we outran those guys i mean there were several plays we had we had a few sweeps we had, i mean don't get me wrong they still caught up to a few guys on james cook had a jet sweep that they snapped out from the beginning but uh, what's his name? Dominique Blaylock had a play around the end where he outran a guy to the edge. Uh, Simmons did too. Uh, Harrion did too. Uh, going towards that force, far side on the, on the north side of the stadium. So, uh, you know, all in all, you look at a guy like Swift and what he was able to produce regardless. It reminded me a lot of, honestly, we had, this is a much better offensive line than Gurley ever had. But whenever <laughs> Gurley didn't have anything to work with, he made something out of nothing. And that's what we saw from Swift. We saw a little bit more creativity. We saw him, you know, churning for those yards that, you know, may not have been there actually. So Swift played really well. Number 11, number 7, number 15 had a hell of a game. Oh, how about old Cager? We oh, finally Lord. did it. out seeing how to say flex. his name. Seeing that flex. He did that after every catch. I was like, oh, God, yes. It was, it was awesome. And he got, I mean, that toe tap was an old timer, too. Oh, man. Oh man, so good! It was. Uh, it, it, I, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I felt like um, we were definitely stubborn, but part of that is kind of what you're saying, or kind of you're talking about. We were getting to that point in the second half. We're trying to beat them down, and, and eventually get to the point. And, and I think a lot of that too was Isaiah coming in and 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 being that being that anchor of the of the offensive line, but. From from didn't have a ton of time to throw in the first half. I mean, those guys they were getting after him. He wasn't. He he had to be conscious of of, of their defense uh, of their front mm-hmm. seven. I mean, because um because they stacked the box like we like we said they would. Um and, and eventually I think we started airing it out more and started throwing the ball down the field. Which man that part part of me too is like I I want I I like I, I want to be stubborn. Obviously I want to run the ball first. But when we throw the ball down the field, look at our guys. Look at what we're doing. Like when we throw the ball, let's throw the ball down the field. Um, and we've got some, we've got some, some awesome receivers. Well, I mean, we, I, I think, I, I think we, and I think we got to that, and we yeah. started doing that obviously in the second half. Um, and, and I think if we, maybe if we do that a little more, it opens that up. It opens, it forces them to open up a little more too, um, which gives us more opportunities. Well, we started off the game with two passes to Demetrius. Right, right, uh, and, and which was I was like, well, he's about to go for one fifty today. Uh, you know, I was I was pretty pumped about it, and and then we just kind of I think we ran like three straight running plays after that, which is fine. 
But, man, I, I was like, man, Coley's coming out. He's firing like this. Obviously, they're stacking the box. I really thought that that was going to be, okay, this is going to be one of those games where we just flip the script and have a 60-40 pass run game. Uh, and we definitely did not. But, you know, once we got past those, I mean, what was it? It was like five series of downs before anybody scored anything. And, I mean, let's go back to real quick. To, I mean, whenever you leave a guy like – I mean, whenever you leave a guy, whenever you leave a team like Notre Dame a short field of five yards, <laughs> I think they're going to score a touchdown. And Simmons was, I mean, one of my guys. I really like was thinking that he was going to come in and be a, a very dependable player this year. But, man, he just hasn't done a whole lot. I mean, he had that, and then he uh, also, I mean, that throw in the corner of the end zone, I sent it out over a Snapchat earlier. I don't know if you watched it, but, I mean, that throw that when Fromm was on the run, it was a third down throw. We ended up kicking a field goal and got that, but he threw the ball to the corner of the end zone. And Simmons, I mean, if he was a little bit taller of a receiver, he would have caught that. But, man, you got to come down with that ball. Hit him right in the hands. Yeah. got to come down with that. And that's the kind of, I mean, you got to be, you know, big-time player making a big-time play in a big-time game, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, just stuff like that. And, I mean, it, it, without, I told you this earlier, but, you know, that fumble punt, and there's a few other small plays that we, you know, are pass interference. We didn't get a pass interference to help us out at all. Um, I mean, I swear to goodness, they were grabbing on Pickens. They were grabbing on Cager. They were grabbing on Demetrius. I mean, it was just incredible. They're always but, tackling guys. I mean, the worst one was Pickens. Pickens in the end zone, whenever he had it, like almost had it in his hands, and then also Pickens, oh, my God, Fromm almost – made me completely forget about all everything that he did good in this game whenever he fumbled that snap. <laughs> my heart <laughs> leapt out of my chest. I was so pumped. My boy, number 11, he's making plays, and then he threw it on the ground. I said, son of a... <laughs> <laughs> he, he did almost screw that up. But, man, did he... And then he almost turned it into a like a highlight real play. That would have been like one of the throws of the century, I mean, man. I was, I was like, God bless, we're going to be on Sports Center. We were going to be on not top ten, and we went, back, went to top ten in, in, a, in a split second. Um, <laughs> what if they literally split the plays? Like, this is the not top ten. He fumbled the ball. He picked it up and threw it 30 yards down the field. I mean, but Pickens was – I mean, that guy was all over Pickens on it that was ridiculous. And they were, they, were, they were on Pickens. They, they saw that catch last week. And they said, your ass is not going to catch anything on me. Mm-hmm. Like, that was exactly what happened with him. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but I, offensively, like I felt good, man. And, and I just kind of I want to echo our running backs. Didn't see Zeus, um, which I kind of hated to see. But, um, but God bless. DeAndre Swift, he's been dancing up until now. That boy just – he was knocking heads. Oh well, now he's now he's flying. <laughs> he's like, I, mean, I mean, God bless, man. He was looking good. Harrion was Harrion was Harrion played well too, man. He was churning. Um, they, was they, that the best hurdle we've seen in Sanford Stadium since the Central Michigan game back in two thousand eight? I I was gonna say, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's because Gurley had a few hurdles, but that one was like that boy just levitated. I mean, by God! It, it, yeah, it, it's kind of absurd how how it happened. I mean, how it happened in real time. But no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I, it's gonna be it, it'll be tough to ever top No Sean's hurdle, uh, who was also at the game. But um, uh, but man, he he was he was amped, and he wanted mm-hmm. to prove something. And I think. Uh, him being successful in that type of game, just a, a game that you know they're going to load the box, and we're going to, I'm going to, they're going to give me the ball, and I'm going to run it all seven of you guys, and I'm going to get mine, and that is what he did. And man, I was pumped. I was so pumped. It was, it was great. But our receivers, uh, I think we've proven that our receiving core is uh, legit, <laughs> and yeah. these guys, yeah. these guys are real good. And uh, my quarterback is better than your quarterback. So, yeah. so I mean, um, that's that's where I'm at offensively. I, like I said, I I felt like if we could have, like like you're saying, like whenever we're dumping it to Demetrius, I was like, let's do that. Like I kind of want to, I kind of want to get. I feel like we can. That would open us up for the run more. But I mean, obviously, it, it worked out the way it the way it should have. Um, but man, oh, it was good. It was 
offensively you know, felt good. I was just thinking about receivers and uh, tight ends and everything like that. I, you know, somebody who started off having he had one really good play, but did not block well at all. He was getting thrown around. Is old, old Eli Wolf? This is the first time I've had to call him out for a poor play. But man, he was not blocking on the edges at all. I mean, that was whenever we took him out, like almost immediately. Kirby, I mean, he had three plays in a row where he got just schooled, and we said, all right, well, we'll just put Charlie in there for the whole time. He did have that one play where he caught the ball. I think it was actually on a scoring drive. I may be wrong, but where he caught the ball between those two defenders. Right. And he got kind of sandwiched. It was a really good catch. Uh, So he made up for it a little bit right there. But, um, man, there's so many different plays you can kind of single out in that game. I mean, Tay Crowder – I mean, hold on. Let me talk about some of these defensive players real quick. <laughs> Tay Crowder, there was a play where they ran a screen on the right side, and one one of the trailing linemen like saw 30 blur past him <laughs> and didn't even reach out a hand. <laughs> but Tay came up and licked that boy. Tay played really well. He was all over the all over the field. He was hustling. Loved it. But then. You also look at guys like J.R. Reed, who had I, I saw earlier on uh, Pro Football Focus they grayed out all of our um, all of our players, and he had a ninety, which is like unheard of. Like you don't play that well, period. And boy had a game. He had uh, well one. You look at that fourth down, not fourth down. Sorry, the uh, fumbled punt. Whenever they had the short field, I mean they got a fourth down. Oh yeah, I mean, we, they almost didn't score that game. I mean that on that um, set of downs because. Jared Reed on that third down on that screen poked it out. I swear I saw him running. I swear. <laughs> I visualized. I, swear, I visualized. It was, about to be Tony, it was about to be like Tony Taylor running the opposite way, man. Jeez. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that that was that. Oh man, that was. And he knew he had it too. He, he knew he had it. Holy cow! But then, and that and that defensive stand. I mean, I think that that set a tone. I mean, obviously. If it's easy to forget about because of the touchdown, but I mean, our defense was ready. To, I mean, they they showed up on on Saturday, man. Uh, they, it was just a great great defensive effort. And then we talked about divide, divide played Ooh. lights out, man. I'm pretty sure I texted you during the game <laughs> or something. About he said it. his name is Mr. Wilson and he <laughs> makes plays or something like that. <laughs> I mean, he was everywhere. Obviously, he had the he had the. Uh, he had the uh, interception, and um, I watched him after the game. They interviewed him. Uh, obviously, they were interviewing him, and um, he was amped. He was amped during like after the game, obviously, because he had such a good game. But um, they asked him about that interception. He's like, "Yeah, I just uh, the ball popped up. I grabbed it, and then he's like, well, and then I dropped it, so I had to pick it back up." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's so funny about that? I watched the replay. Go back and watch the replay. I swear to goodness. I was about to rip Richard LeCount's head off for this. He literally stripped the ball out of his hands. I know. Did you see that? Yes. Like, what are you doing, Richard? this, man. You're going to ruin everything. You know, uh, it would have been an incompletion if he hadn't. So, Richie damn strips him, and then he ran and caught it. So, he officially caught it. So, otherwise, like, if he hadn't caught it that second time, they would have caught it an incompletion. I, yeah. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it was so fluid. But then he fumbles it, and it was like, you know, I, I did you see the, the or did you hear the call from Brad Nessler on that and talking about it being a bar of soap out there? Yeah. <laughs> it was oh man, but he he was everywhere making plays on third down. I mean, mm. I mean, just it was so good to see uh, a, a guy like him step up and, and just be a game changer. I mean, we we don't win that game that way without him and, and playing yeah. the way he the way he was uh, really for the whole game. And, um, and, and man, it was just and, – and kind of us talking about the secondary, the guys that we had step up and play corner on some of those guys, the way they played and, and the, the – it those guys don't play corner. I mean, those guys do not – like they got asked to do something that they don't normally do a lot of times. And um, on some of those guys did. And, and, um, and so I was proud of them. I mean, obviously they got picked on Tyreek. He got – like I said earlier, he got picked on. But um, – but they, everybody just played their hearts out, and that was and something too I didn't say about about it earlier. I mean, our intensity was at a ten for the entire game. Everybody played so freaking hard, except for Camarda, that it was unbelievable. 
Absolutely unbelievable. So I was just I, I was I was pumped about that, man. It was it was good to see good to see guys like that um, make make a difference. Well, um, going back to Devon real quick. Whenever I was watching the replay, I think I counted three or four third downs where he made the stopping play. Yeah, like he was the reason that they did not get get the uh, third down conversion, and that's the kind of playmaking you have to have. I also wanted to go back real quick. Whenever we got his interception, and we had a short field, um, what were we on like the yeah the fifteen or so? Um, remember we had a play where I think yeah we took it down and we had a second and two, but what was there was there uh, some like uh, unnecessary roughness play, call or something like yeah. that? Yeah, like we sh- we should have punched that ball in for a touchdown. You're right, but we got moved back to it was yeah it was a second and seventeen. We got moved back. And then I think I remember um, we almost ended up getting the conversion. But, yeah, I mean, you know, stupid things like that, you just can't make those mistakes. We had enough mistakes, and they made enough plays to keep them in the ballgame. Yeah. No, that's a, good, that's a good way to put it. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I guess in that we definitely made some mistakes, but we definitely had some, uh, we had some help uh, in, that, in that department when it came to, uh, obviously, the refing and, uh, <laughs> and, how, and how just – ridiculous that part was i mean we, we've talked about earlier how the um we couldn't get a pass interference to save our life uh on on saturday and um and, and flags all over the place what was even our what was the flag total what was the yard total for that i, I, I a bajillion yeah it was it was uh, uh <laughs> honestly holy I, cow I oh wow notre dame had more than we did wow it was eight oh, notre dame had 85 yards of penalties I didn't realize that. Um, we had 43 yards, which is, I mean, obviously it's six for 43, 12 for 85. Well, I mean, it was obviously it was on they were, it was heavy on their side, and a lot of that was uh, thanks to uh, us fans. Good job, fans. Um, I want that was that that was a huge deal. So where whereas we couldn't get a call. We just said let's just go get let's just go take some calls. Let's go and, get some calls. <laughs> and um and man. And people have talked about it, and, and Kirby talked about it. Um, that game is not the same if we don't force them to use those two timeouts early yeah, in the second half. Absolutely. I mean, because absolutely. that gives them, I mean, so many more play different like play opportunities in that last drive, even on those last couple drives to try, like, say to to, to go up by by another score, um, to go ahead, and um, and so that. That that was huge, and, and the and the the stadium we talked about earlier, the stadium was on point. I mean, everybody got loud when we needed to. The whole time they were on defense, it was wild. It was a wild stadium, and um and, and I, I forgot they had what six false starts or something like that. Yeah, we we caused like four or five false starts, and obviously caused them to use their timeouts early. You go back to that last series, I mean. They basically they have what it was like a minute and a half left or something like that to charge down the field. If they have two or you know three or two timeouts left, I mean that's a completely different. They call that completely differently. Oh God! They can because they were throwing more to the sideline and they weren't able. Somehow we were shutting down the sideline on that on that series. You know the I think it was the series prior to that was whenever they threw on the sideline on Tyreek the whole time they should have just done that again. <laughs> but I I think we I think we ended up they even ended up moving that Claypool guy. Oh, it's because we brought Stokes in. We had Stokes on Claypool. Changes everything. Changes everything. Um, but no, I I was definitely this the the crowd was, I mean. It had been. It was probably the loudest crowd that we've had in years, oh, probably yeah. since that LSU game back in 2013. Yeah, and that was the only game that I think could be close to to how loud it was. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was perfect. Um, and uh, and <laughs> and we, we kind of you mentioned it earlier um, on those drives, especially in the game. We're moving the ball. We're gashing them. We're starting to get those double-digit yard runs kind of at will there. And uh, and them, them Notre Dame players just come down with a bad case of the, the flippity-flop. <laughs> and my God, man. And I, I guess I didn't notice it during the game, but I knew it had to be bad. I didn't notice it in real time because I guess from where I was sitting, I couldn't see it because they were, they were on that one drive, they were driving away from me, so I couldn't see what was going on on Notre Dame's side of the ball. And um, – 
and just to hear the stadium erupt, I was like, oh, it had to be bad. And yeah. um, and 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 then it was funny to go back after the game and just see that, that CBS had zoomed in and slow motioned <laughs> him, him dragging him down. Him pulling his own player yeah. to the ground. I mean, it's pretty bad when you get it uh, that. Uh, it was called in from the sideline that vividly, and it was. Uh, I mean, that was as red-handed as it gets. There's no way the refs didn't see that. Oh my God. And then on top, of, I mean, that's unsportsmanlike. That should have been called. But then on top of that, damn if you know the one I didn't see that one like from from the stands. But the one that I saw very clearly was whenever the guy fell on the backfield and literally bumped into Fromm and act like Fromm hurt him. <laughs> and Fromm turns around like, "What are you? Are you serious?" And the ref is right there. He's looking at him. And then the guy got some eye drops. He was fine. <laughs> he got some. He got some dust in his eyes. He fell down, started holding his leg, and then got some eye drops. <laughs> God bless. It. It was. Uh, it, and it was. It was. It was just a. It was a fight, man. I mean, and that. That's what it, it comes down to. Little things like that, and you've got to be able to weather those kinds of, like, just ridiculous moments and stupid situations. I mean, because yeah. they, they, they have much. Like we had a lot to lose in this game, and people are saying they had nothing to lose, but I mean, they had a lot to lose. Like this is their season. Like this, they don't have a really good schedule after this. I mean, it's very weak. And um, so they needed us to, to help propel them, and um, and and so you got to be able to weather those kinds of storms. But I mean, we've got so many areas that we've got to improve. I mean, it, it, it that those those became apparent to me. That was a, a big takeaway. We we've got we we didn't know what areas we had to improve on because those areas hadn't been tested. Yeah. Um, but then you see a team like LSU, um, they they come to mind going into going into Austin and playing in a game like that and now they're just they're running. I mean, they are playing they're playing lights out. They saw their in their their uh their areas of weakness. They saw the spots that they they were doing well and um and start capitalizing on that. And so I think I'm hoping from here, obviously we get a bye week, um we can start to identify, okay, these were the areas that we were weak on and be ready to go moving forward. These are the spots that we've got to we've got to focus on. Yeah, I mean, the number one thing right now is we got a bye week. Let's get healthy. Yeah, that's the that's the number one item on the agenda. Um, I, I I'm expecting us to kind of shore up some of those things that we've you know we didn't do very well as far as coverage um, against Notre Dame. But um, man, we got you get Tennessee coming in in, in a couple weeks. That team's in shambles. I mean, this middle of the schedule. All of a sudden, not near as daunting as it was, you know, looking at looking back at it uh, at the beginning of the season. So, I mean, you got Tennessee, South Carolina, and Kentucky. The only one that's away is Tennessee, and then you play South Carolina, and Kentucky back to back. So then you play Florida uh, two weeks after that. So really, the meat of the schedule right now in October is looks doesn't look near as bad. Um, so I don't know if you saw the uh, I, I sent I sent that link out about the um, Tennessee official twitter posted about the time of the game and stuff like that and um one of my buddies sent that on our in another group chat i was in and um if you look at the replies it was like because we're playing tennessee if you don't know we're playing tennessee at seven o'clock uh on espn so another prime time game at neyland stadium and um the replies on this thing are are great and but the the best one is um is how about 7.30 a.m. on HGTV? <laughs> I saw that one. I laughed. I laughed. You sent out that link, and I, I was like, ah, this is going to be good. So that, one definitely, definitely had, that one definitely had a, that one w- w- had a lot of likes. Uh, yeah. But that was – and so they they know they're in a rough spot, man. I mean, it's 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 bad. It's real bad. So, yeah, well, it, you know, it doesn't – obviously – our, our biggest games from here on out are all in November. Uh, well, I guess it's Florida. Yeah, Florida's the first. It's actually in November, isn't it? Yeah, it's like second. I think November 2nd is the actual yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, so we play Florida, Auburn, and Texas A&M all in November. Going to have some fun uh, actual fall weather football in November. I, you know, that is if it's not going to be 95 degrees in November. We'll see how that goes. Um, man, I mean, just looking back at this weekend, though, 
I mean, it was kind of one of those things that you hi- I hyped it up so much in my head, and you know what? It was great. It was pretty much lived up to expectations. Obviously, I thought the dogs might have a bigger win, but you know, after we won the game, I was like, that made it a little bit more not fun, but exciting. You know, yeah, yeah. at least it was exciting, <laughs> not the good kind of exciting. Not not that I want my heart to fall out of my chest, but. <laughs> Well, and uh, and one and one thing one thing that I didn't mention, and I, it was the one thing that I was thinking the initial excitement, and then leaving the game, and then I actually I, we talked on the phone after the game, and um, the one thing that, I, well, there's 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 two parts to this. The first part is on that fourth down, where we thought Fromm had it. Also, that's my quarterback laying. Laying it down, trying to go for that fourth down. How have we not even talked about? I that? mean, the man took two hits and laid both of them out. Basically, he, the first one he did lay out. The second guy got him, and um, also they reviewed that. And I don't understand how that spot was where it was. It was uh, it was terrible. It was unbelievable. I mean, it, it should, and like and, and that it, was it, a reviewed spot. Yeah, and like that right. was what drew. That was what sent me over the edge because I was like, well, obviously you go for that because all he's literally going to have to do is fall down. Like, just fall forward, and you're going to get the first down. But then yeah. you look back, and they bump it up almost a yard and a half. Like, it was, it, it was it, it should have been It should have been inches, maybe maybe like six inches from the line to go. And if you if you have that spot, I think we go for it. I right. think we go for it there. And then, you know, if we ended up getting the touchdown on that play, and this has been the most controversial topic uh, since we that game's been over, if we, if we end up converting there, it's a dagger. I mean, if we get – and at least take some time off and then kick a field goal. But, I mean, if we get a touchdown in that situation, it's game over. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're down by, by, what, three scores at that point? Well, my point was is I don't, I don't knock him for kicking that field goal. I think you, like, yeah. I think you kick that field goal. But, but we played not to lose on offense toward the end of the game. And, and I just I, – I feel very confident about that. And I'm not saying you air it out and you just throw passes all down the field, but you've got to do something different and you've got to try to – you've got to – you've got to do something. That's – all we did is went from 100, 100 miles an hour to 85 miles an hour. That's all we did. And you give them that little bit of, of wiggle room and they're going to take it. I mean, they're a top yeah. ten team. Like I said, they – whether you think they should be or not, they're they're one of the better teams in the country, and they're going to take advantage of that. And they almost did. If we hadn't, if the crowd had not been as as impactful, that could have been the game. The way that we, to, to me, the way that we played that last little bit of offense. And if you look at all of our games besides our our blowouts, like uh, LSU and, and that, but like if you look at our SEC championship games that we lost, our national championship game, well not a national championship game, well yes a national championship game. When we back off just a little bit and play con- play conservative or more conservative, we get we get taken advantage of, and yep. and and we've got to figure that out because we're going to come into these games, all those games that you mentioned in November, all of them are gunning for us. I mean they're gonna they're gonna open up the playbook on on us. Um, Florida obviously that just happens every year. A and M, they're going. They're going to have something to prove by the time they get to us. Auburn is could possibly still be playing for a spot in the West. I mean, it's you just Auburn. Auburn is sneaky good. Oh they're yeah, sneaky good this year. Yeah, man. This is another one of those ones where they're just slippery. Yeah, and and that that freshman quarterback, he's playing really well. I mean, they're undefeated. They're yeah. undefeated. I mean, they're going to play. I mean, the middle of their schedule, I think, is is kind of like ours, and then they're going to play us and Alabama at the end. But um, man, I. Auburn's scary right now, and we played them in Jordan Hare. Right, right. And so, so I mean, we don't Jer- have the Jordan benefit. Hare, and yeah, I mean, you 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 can't take that away from them. But I think that you know, you look back. Sorry, just to go back to your earlier point, you look back at those when whenever we started getting conservative, man, that's how you get behind the sticks. Like if we end up having a third and four, third and five, or hell, a third and six, like you know. It, uh, that's what you can't have. I mean, we can grind out four or five yards on second, first and second down on the ground, but you really just want to let's go ahead and convert on a second down. Yeah. And then you get, then you have a whole new set of downs. 
you got to get past the line to gain. And that's the number one thing. I mean, that's where, at the end there, our very last uh, drive, I mean, my God, I thought that we ran that jet sweep with James Cook, and they sniffed that out from the very beginning. I mean, you have to convert there. We yeah. were in our, we were on what our fifteen yard line, twenty yard line. You have to get that line to gain. If you get the line to gain, it's over. You don't have to be trying to chunk balls down the field or anything. You know, they didn't have any timeouts left, or they burned their last timeout in that series. So, um, and then real quick, let's just talk about what. Well, first of all, yes, Notre Dame didn't have any timeouts. They couldn't move down the field. But when he slung that ball in your in the air. <laughs> When he's on, first of all, all right. So first of all, rewind it for a second. Jermaine Johnson and Nolan Smith, we finally got some pressure <laughs> off the edge, man. It and Nolan should have had him. It only took the last play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but Nolan should have had him. And then he winds up doing that that spin around like towards the other way. And then he Jermaine started catching up with him. He slings that ball in there. It was in the air. I told you on the phone. I was like, man, I lost the ball in the stands. I was like, where the f is this thing? I'm gonna lose my mind. And but my first two thoughts were going back to the Tennessee game and the Auburn game back in 2013. The Tennessee game back in what was it, 2015, 2016. And I was like, this is this this doesn't end well. This doesn't end well. And mm. then it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, and that it's those freaking like fortunately we're we're coming out on the end of some of those some of those nail biters we're used to. We didn't come out on any of them. Um but uh, but yeah, I mean, our defense stepped up and had to had to play that last drive. But but you just we just we have too good of an offense to where it should be that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion, I, I think that um, I, I think we should have. I think we should have. Uh, I, I don't know. I think we, I think we should have been able to finish that game, finish that game out, and not yeah, giving them another it, chance. So I mean, we should have had thirty one, at least thirty one points, in my opinion. We should have had 31, maybe 34. It should have been like 31 to 10. I mean, I think they – I mean, if you're talking about like earned earned runs, you know, earned points, they really only earned 10. And we probably left about 10 or so on the board um, or on the field. So, in my opinion, you, you got three or four plays go differently. And, hell, you could probably say the same thing for Notre Dame. Three or four plays go differently. You could definitely say it. And – and they win this ball game. So, count my lucky stars that it went our way. Mm. What a special, special day. Oh, man, it was good. So but, Also, wait a minute. J.R. Reed had a hell of a play. Just wanted to say that. Oh, yeah. We didn't <laughs> even talk about that. Hell. And from Middlefield had a hell of a pick. I mean, it was a game changer. Oh, my God. I ca- it was on my list, and I kind of forgot about it. So, I just well, wanted we, to mention we did, we, we talked. Well, we talked about how well he played. In, uh, but, yeah. That that vision and just understanding on and I literally I'm pretty sure we talked last week about like if their if their asses try to run a flea flicker in our <laughs> in yeah, our stadium and I'm pretty sure I got on I stood up on the bleacher and I yelled a very large expletive <laughs> like at at them saying yeah it was uh yeah i was referring to the flea flicker um but uh but you, it you was, run that crap again and uh, yeah something yeah, it was more like uh, try, try running that flea flea flicker in that this house again uh so so and so so like and, so. <laughs> <laughs> and um and uh it was uh it, it, god man what what just like that was all iq man that was IQ. It was awesome. That was well, obviously athletic, but like he 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 sniffed it out as soon as you as soon as he saw that running back turn back around, he took off because he because mm-hmm. book was book was moving to the right and he just took off for the sideline and timed I mean, it beautifully. Broke perfect break. It was incredible. And I just I was sitting here thinking I was like, what have I not talked about? I just had to bring that up because my boy Jr. He played lights out. So man, it was fun to see. But man, all in all. We're going to look back on this day, and it's going to be one of the greatest days in Georgia football history. Nobody's going to think about the fact that we only won by six points. Um, man, we were. This is this, this was a show that we put on, our university put on, our athletic association put on, the fan base put on. We told everybody, "Hey, look, we've we've been here for for a few years now, and we're not going anywhere, and we're about to make our charge right here." And we're, I mean, it's like you said, we're going to start making a lot of adjustments, a lot of changes. 
I mean, this this team's going to get better and better every week. So we bounced back, got punched, and we bounced back. So that's about that's about all I got, man. It was uh, it, it was special. It was it was so good, so very good. Well, let's uh, man, let's make sure every uh, other home game is as hype as that. And uh, well, we got Tennessee in a couple weekends at Knoxville. Um, Neyland Stadium's going to be, from what I understand. Sounds like people are gonna try to take it over. So it sounds like it's gonna be a bunch of dogs, which is incredible to think. When you and I were growing up, I mean, did you, would you ever have thought that Neyland Stadium would be like it? You know, twenty percent dogs? Hell no. I mean, but much less fifty percent. No, yeah, that's gonna be. I'm excited. I'm pumped about it. So it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild. Well, we'll have our uh, Tennessee preview next week, but we wanted to make sure we did a little recap for this one. Uh, special recap for a special game. So, uh, anyway, well, I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of fresh out of uh, everything, and let's uh, let's just say I'll just say go dogs, hey go man. dogs. Hey man, dogs on top, dogs on top. Suck it, Irish. <laughs> they don't worry, they did. <laughs> Make a highlight tape for your flops. Oh!